Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. I'm so glad that y'all are here today because we've got some great information for you on exercising and staying active as we age. And as you know, we've done a lot of shows about that, about fall prevention, um, and about the importance of continuing to move and exercise as we get older to prevent having other issues that can uh, can pop up. So today our guest is Dr. Matthew Boninger. I got it right that time, didn't I? Yeah, that's or close good. enough. Yeah, that's close. Okay. <laughs> he is a physical therapist with Advanced Rehab Trust, and he wrote a book called Exercise, Health, and Vitality, and it's all about exercise and um, keeping moving for older adults. So, Thank you for being a guest today and tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you. And thank you so much for what you do. I really appreciate your services and your investment in the senior community. And uh, I really appreciate this opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for being <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit about what I do. Um, I'm a licensed physical therapist here in Texas and have been practicing for about 12 years I uh, have a background in other areas that are related as far as athletic training, personal training, and preventative care. And so those kind of all merge together as far as my clinical background related to my family. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Sarah, uh, for 16 years. And we have three kids, ages nine, seven, and four, and uh, they they keep us busy. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> so tell us, how did you become interested in working with seniors? Was this something you always thought about or just something that kind of evolved? Yeah. Yeah. So um, initially, when I started my uh, college training, I was focused on becoming a teacher because um, in a similar way, I always have felt like I've wanted to invest in the lives of others. And so I happened to transfer from a junior college to a, um, a university after my, my first year in college and was just looking through the majors they had at the university. And they had a, a pre-physical therapy route that you could do. And thinking back to my experience and going through PT as a uh, let's see, it was in junior high and high school for my knee. I just thought, you know, if I could do that, if I could invest in the lives of seniors and other other adults, that I would really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So I set that as my goal and I pursued it and um, love it. It's a great mm-hmm. field. That's great. And so what you do, you travel around to a lot of the senior communities, right? Mm-hmm. Through the home health and, mm-hmm. and help seniors who maybe have had surgery or maybe just have weakness. Is that kind of pretty yeah, much? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So with home health, uh, we get a lot of referrals for uh, individuals that are considered homebound. Mm-hmm. So that just means that it would be difficult for them to go to, say, an outpatient clinic. 
Uh, a lot of times it's related to weakness, but we see a variety of uh, medical conditions that, that patients have, whether it be something like a orthopedic recovery after hip surgery or somebody that's had a fall. Uh, we see a lot of people with neurological conditions like strokes and uh, Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. And so every day looks a little bit different. It's really neat to serve people that way. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, and we've talked about on other shows, and so I just kind of want to tie all this back in, the difference between home health and home care. So home health is the one that is medical. So your Medicare will pay for that if mm -hmm. it's ordered by your physician. So I just want to tie all that back in. And like what Matthew does, he can go see you whether you're at your home and you know do therapy with you there or if you're you know if your home is still your house or if your home is in a senior community so i always like to tie all that back in and make it clear because i know it can be confusing for most <laughs> people how that works <laughs> so let's talk about your book what inspired you to write a book and tell us what the book is about yeah so the the book is titled exercise health and vitality I wrote it with adults and seniors in mind. It was neat to to put it together because it's a merging of my training and experience as well as my love for writing. And so the main emphasis throughout is different chapters focus on different joints of the body. For instance, chapter two is on the neck, chapter three is on the shoulder, etc. And then within each chapter, it breaks down the, uh, the anatomy and the function of that joint, common disorders, and then how to take care of that, whether it be by means of exercise or other conservative measures. Uh, there's also a chapter on balance because a lot of people as they age have falls and how to help prevent that as well as a cardiopulmonary chapter focusing on the heart and lungs and how to take care of, of that. And then a short chapter on the benefits of sleep because um, that that is so essential as well. So it has some, some pictures of individuals exercising. There's a glossary at the back that kind of helps explain terms that uh, may be confusing or mm -hmm. unfamiliar to the reader. And uh, throughout, I also tried to integrate uh, science-based research that just supports the uh, information that's in there. So mm -hmm. I really tried to um, make a good product for the reader. And, and the main goal is just that it helps people. Yeah. And with your pictures, I mean, they're they're like detailed like showing people how to do the exercises right mm -hmm. so it's kind of like this is the position you get in to do the yeah. exercise yeah yeah I, I tried to do that there's I think uh, three different sections that show the pictures of exercises and and one is kind of grouped under the uh, neck and upper body another one's the leg and uh, lower body, actually there's four sections. Mm -hmm. There's one for core and back conditions. And then uh, towards the back, there's a balance section. Mm -hmm. And so it, it kind of walks you through not only the pictures, but a, a simple description of how to do that. And uh, there's also recommendations a lot of times not to, just to go in blindly to do it, but to do it under the care of a professional and or to have a caregiver there with you for safety purposes. Mm -hmm. Great. What are some exercise or tips you could give for people about balance? Because that's some of the questions when I get families calling me, it's there's been a fall. So balance mm. is definitely an issue as we age. So what tips can you give us for 
you know, working on balance. As far as our bodies go, there's three main systems we rely on for our balance. And those include our vision, our inner ear, and our nervous system. I commonly try to break down those areas. Mm -hmm. If there's an issue with vision, obviously working with an optometrist or an ophthalmologist, somebody that specializes in that is a good place to start. For somebody with, uh, say, nervous system deficits, that might be something like neuropathy or pain from coming up from the back that radiates down the legs or to different parts of the body, trying to get to the source of those issues. Mm -hmm. And then um, our inner ear, just like with a vision and an eye doctor, starting with a good ear, nose, and throat doctor is, is ideal. But if there's a deficit in one of those areas, I try to, with the patient, come up with a plan to target those areas. But saying all that, I think it's important first to consider safety. <laughs> if somebody is unsteady, I know there's a stigma with using an assistive device like a cane or a walker. But really, if somebody's at fall risk, they, they should use that, even if it's a temporary situation, just to enhance safety. Simple things like lighting in the room, appropriate footwear can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And we've talked about a lot of those with uh, Jackie Archer. She did a fall prevention podcast with us last year. And um, and Jackie actually works for the same company that mm -hmm. Matthew does. And she mentioned a lot of the same things. And, you know, it's so important. And I would say we get or I actually hear a lot of pushback that they don't want to use a walker <laughs> mm -hmm. or a cane. And I'm like, you know, the alternative is so much worse if you're not using a walker. I mean, if you fall and break your hip, that's going to be a game changer for you. Yeah. So, you know, we, we do try to get that information out there. And I, I may have said on one of the podcasts or maybe in one of the speaking engagements I did is like, if, if the time comes that I need a walker, I'm going to have the coolest walker out there because there are some very cool walkers. Mine's mm -hmm. going to be sparkly pink, maybe, and have the cool basket. It's going to yeah. be, you know, like a cup holder. So, I mean, I think you just people just need to embrace it and not see it as a negative because it really mm -hmm. isn't. It's a positive. So that's yeah. My Absolutely. little my little speech on walkers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> canes too. I saw a man the other day with a super cool cane. It looked like a um, like a rod kind of thing, and it was kind of like crooked. I don't know, kind uh, of you know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. So it looked like an old timey. It was cool looking. I'm yeah, like, and he was he was rocking it. So, <laughs> but, you know, there there is that stigma that that negative thought pattern related to devices. But well, just like you're saying, Lori, it's it's important to consider. What's the alternative? You know, if, if somebody's at fall risk, that can produce a lot of headaches, so to speak, um, setbacks physically. And so, um, again, even, even if it's a temporary thing, as you're working through exercising mm -hmm. and addressing balance issues, I think it's, it's optimal to do that. Yeah, I completely agree. Tell us about the book. How did the book come about? I know you said you loved writing and you wanted to kind of marry the two between your writing and your knowledge. So tell us how you came up with the idea to write the book. With the setbacks with COVID last year, just um, honestly opened up my laptop and uh, just started writing some thoughts down. And uh, what's kind of neat in looking at what I do as a therapist compared to the book is there's some similarities in getting the job done, so to speak. So with the book, 
I just set short-term goals. Okay, this is what I want to accomplish. You know, chapter two, for example, is on the neck. So what, what do I want to convey to the reader as part of that? Just continue to build on the chapters, gathering information that I wanted to integrate in the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'd cross off some of those short-term goals, uh, just like we do with patients, you know, they've met this goal. Now let's look at the long-term goal, so to speak. And eventually it became into, okay, well, now I have a manuscript what professional can help me take it from a Word document to uh, something that somebody can hold and read? So working with the right people um, has really been integral. But it's come back just to being one of my dreams, honestly, mm-hmm. is to be able to, to write something that helps people. And so um, it was about a year and a half process, and I just stuck with it and I'm happy with with the end product. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Well, and I love that you took, um, you know, COVID, a time that was, you know, not Mm. the greatest being locked down for people and did something positive, you know, something positive came from it Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, like we were saying earlier, sitting and watching a Netflix binge, which I did plenty of. Although, yes. <laughs> like you, I started this podcast because it was something that had always been on my mind, but mm-hmm. just never had the time. So mm. COVID um, gave us that time, which is, you know, got to find the blessing in it. It gave us yeah. time to kind of sit back and think, what do I want to do? I haven't had time to do this, but this is something um, that I really want to do. And I think that through this book, you're going to help a lot of people mm. and getting the message out is is wonderful. I'm happy to help you do that. Mm. I always like to ask people on the show d- about inspirational seniors in their lives. So do you have an inspirational senior? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, there have been so many over the years that I've been impacted by both in practicing with people in my practice and with uh people I've gotten to know. I think a prominent person that comes to mind is my grandma, Mm -hmm. uh, Grandma Larisse. Um, She, from the time I was young, told me two things very often. One was, I love you, which uh, I have no doubt she does and continues to. The other thing is, I'm praying for you. And as a kid and even a teenager, I think I I just kind of took that for granted. You know, Mm -hmm. I grew up in the church, went to the same church she went to and just thought, okay, that's grandma saying what she's supposed to say. But as I've, I've grown and matured, I've realized that I've always had somebody in my corner, so to speak, that's been there to be an advocate and just intercede on my behalf, whether it be highs or lows, and um, just, just be there for me. So I've always appreciated that, mm-hmm. somebody that's really like a rock. Yeah, And uh, I'd say the other attribute about her is just hard work. She always has had the ability to look outside of herself and to see needs and to invest in people's lives. And so her son, my dad, who's who passed a few years ago from cancer, um, he had that hard work ethic and uh, actually was also in the medical field. He was an optometrist. And uh, I both in their lives have been able to see practically what does it look like um, to to give back, to care for people, and to do that in an effective way. That's really beautiful. I love that. So that is something your grandmother obviously passed down to your dad and then to you. And just by witnessing that and being, you know, watching the hard work, you know, I, I think 
the example, like we don't, like you said, you don't really realize it as you're growing up, but looking back, that is definitely making an impact in your life to mm. see someone who is so hardworking and always so supportive of you. Yeah. So how wonderful. <laughs> we are gonna make a video, hopefully it's gonna turn out <laughs> because I am videoing, so, and I am not a professional, but we are, we wanna do a couple of videos with you that I'm gonna put on my website and that you can share also showing some of the exercises. So we're gonna do that, so I just wanted to mention it that it's going to be available and we have um, we have a volunteer where we're recording we're recording at uh, Pinewood Hills which is a senior community in Texas and we do have someone who's volunteered so be watching for those videos we'll have the link on there for that too but also can you share with us how people can get the book or book you as a speaker for you know to come and talk to maybe a senior center or to their community yeah absolutely um, so uh, there's always social media, Facebook I'm on. I have um, a business page and uh, it's under my name, Matt Bonander slash exercise health and vitality, the, the title of the book. So that's one way. And I love connecting with people. I'm on Instagram. And then uh, to purchase the book, it's on Amazon as both a paperback and an ebook. Great. And we'll put links to all of this too, so that people can find you and, and find the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your information. And I just, I love that you've written this book and have taken it a step further for our seniors. Here's a way that they can learn more about why it's so important to stay healthy and and Mm. continue to exercise because i know for a lot of us myself included (laughs) (laughs) you know exercise is not always our favorite word but you know the older i get and the more i'm around seniors the more i realize how important it is yeah it's true it's so true and there's so many benefits to exercise and uh just if you think about the human body we have a skeleton we have muscles and really, I believe we were made to move. And so, you know, even even into those upper years, 90s, 100s, there's been research that's been demonstrated that the body responds to exercise. And so if there are issues related to bone health, muscles, the, the heart, the lungs, really just about every system of the body responds positively to exercise. And so that's part of my mission is just to help promote healthy living and exercise and um, appreciate the opportunity. Well, great. That's <laughs> so important. Well, thank you all for uh, listening in today. And we will have all the information, as I said, on the podcast and on my website. So any kind of information you're looking for about senior resources, senior housing, go and visit my website at lauriwilliams-seniorservices.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye.